my name is Andrew Allison. I am the CEO of Libation Labs. And I am here at GDC this year because we just round, raised a small round of capital for an NFT game. And so we're meeting some of our partners. We are making casual idol games that are focused on the alcohol space. So we have a big premise that the alcohol industry is going to need to make it into the metaverse. And we think that that actual first iteration is going to start in the wine industry. So we've structured our business like a game studio called Libation Labs, but our first NFT project in casual game is going to be called Cuvée Collective. And so the idea is that uh, you could play our casual idol game and produce wine NFTs of real brands that we've licensed. So we've gone out and licensed a bunch of real winery brands that we've not announced yet. And so the idea is, is really straightforward. You just manage your winery and your winery uh, will continue to produce wine NFTs while you're away. I think the wine industry has seen a lot of change due to COVID and direct-to-consumer marketing is one of the most important things that the wine industry is continuing to look at and develop. So we are seeing ourselves as a direct-to-consumer conduit for them to reach new consumers and collectors across the globe, as well as um, a, a way for them to continue to future-proof their brands because uh, as consumers grow, the, they will interact with the brands that they see most frequently. So getting themselves into the metaverse in a way that it's within a collection or within a point of reference is probably really important if I was a winery holder. Totally, and I think that's how we're thinking about it, is the rarity of the um, wine brands that we've, we've secured will inherently uh, translate into NFT collectability. And so we saw what Dapper had successfully done with Top Shot. The difference there is uh, Dapper Labs with Top Shot was able to sign the Players Association and the league or, or you know, whatnot and secure a ton of IP and a few short contracts. Not that I have any idea if they're short or not, but the, the reality is the... Uh, aggregation of wine IPs is the aspect that we feel like we're in, inherently in a unique position to go solve. Um, my background is in wine. I did my undergrad in wine. Um, I grew up with a vineyard. I'm very blessed that my grandparents you know, sold wine. My dad made wine in our garage growing up. So I know Napa really well and I, I, I know wine uh, relatively well. But the idea is that um, helping the wine industry come into the vet metaverse, we think that's going to be envisioned through casual games. And so we've secured these IPs for that purpose. Interesting. Cool. So pivoting sort of more broadly to industry, what do you think is the most exciting trend that you're seeing in the game industry right now? Uh, I, I think the trend that really stands out to me is that uh, blockchain gaming. I, I think this will just be the new permutation. I, I don't think in the future that people are going to call it blockchain gaming, but for, for today's labels, calling it blockchain gaming makes the most sense. I, I really believe that it's going to create a, a mega market, one that's much larger than the free-to-play market. And so I'm, I'm extremely excited about that as, as a top-level trend. Like a, a trend that's 
I, I don't know if I'm if I'm just acutely experiencing this, but I, I do believe that there's inherently not a lot of knowledge um, from a non-gaming audience um, uh, about why they should play blockchain gaming. So like, let me be a little more specific. I think uh, just because I've already mentioned them uh, with Top Shot, we saw a huge majority of their audience as first-time crypto holders and big NBA fans. I think uh, again, just for us, like we're we're very comfortable with the fact that maybe a core gamer is not going to love our games. Uh, it might be for somebody who's more of a wine enthusiast. So back to the. Um, you know, like what, what aren't people talking about? I think that Web3 and ownership enables a whole new genre of, of gaming that hasn't existed uh, in the free-to-play space because the unit economics aren't going to be ad-dependent or as ad-dependent, uh, but still opens up new levels or aspects of gaming. Oh man, there's there's so many entrepreneurs in this space, and it's hard to think of somebody that's um, not worth shouting out. So may, maybe to give uh, a, a couple particular plugs, I, I'm very ex excited in the the tools and monetization space for for developers. I I think the audio ad space is extremely interesting. Uh, I've spent time in the past helping Audio Mob. I think that's uh, something that will continue to be a strong trend. I also think. Um, there's, you know, a, a really good creative technologies out there that are continuing to push the uh, envelope on user acquisition and on the growth side. Um, it, it's so hard to shout out any one in particular product, but uh, I, I think continuing to empower developers to monetize and make this a, a business that's sustainable is, is, is very admirable. Uh, this is coming from a lifetime vendor, so I, I think it's a cause that's well worth uh, pushing for. So before we sort of set off, I'm curious if you want to just talk a little bit about the game here itself. You sort of mentioned it at the top, we have 30 seconds. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I think uh, our game is in is in our, our game is intentionally quite simple. Um, it, it's really not meant to push the envelope in terms of new game mechanics. It, it's meant to feel like newer, fresh content for uh, a wine-consuming audience. The game is not. Um, going to be everything to everybody. I, we really want it to feel like a very simple, like you're managing your winery from uh, a, a casual idle standpoint. And so every time you come back to your winery, you haven't had to like watch the grapes grow, so to speak, but your winery's producing your annual allotment of wine NFTs for the brands that you've excited uh, or you've selected to produce. So we're, we're really excited about that aspect of it. It's just 
driving a good retention mechanic for a wine audience. And wine historically has lacked a, a really good retention mechanic. So it's giving a conduit to bring an audience back together again and re-engage with the brands that they like. Yeah, our, our website's libationlabs.io, and our project is Cuvée Collective, and that's at cuvéecollective.com. We're, we're very available on Discord. All right, welcome back to uh, the GDC profile series with Uptick. Uh, we are here today with Felix Norden, Felix, I don't even know where to start with you. Like, can, who, who are you, and how are you involved in the Web3 gaming space? Awesome. So yeah, Felix and I met in a community called Neo Tokyo. It's a like I'd say a crypto gaming. Uh, how would you describe Neo Tokyo for those that are not aware of it? Right, and I, I started seeing Felix's name just everywhere in different projects floating around uh, the Web3 gaming space. And uh, I don't know, Felix, if you want to call out maybe one or two of the projects that you are heavily involved in today that you'd like to shine a little more light onto for the, the our general audience in the gaming industry. Right, yeah, and as far as I know, you guys are the first sort of legitimate esports or kind of born of Web3. Yeah, exactly. We are the, the first actual company that, are, that is fully above board that has uh, all bookkeeping and everything to pay our players with fiat and more crypto, depending on how the money comes in. Right, so you probably have a unique perspective on this, being that you uh, are also part of Twitch in your day job, but. What do you think? Uh, what do you think are the traits of Web three gaming that make it a better or perhaps worse fit for esports? Like, what, why? Why? To put it another way, you know, why are you like? Why has it taken this long to have the first esports team for Web three? And what do you think are the opportunities?
speaking of in many different ways, you can have decentralization, you can share ownership, and actually provable ownership of that in that decentralization, in that case as well. Great. Uh, Felix, would you like to speak to some of the more like investment-focused initiatives that you've worked on as well? I've, I've seen you and some of your colleagues work on some very interesting opportunities to let like average people invest in up-and-coming uh, gaming projects. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we've been involved in, in both games and, and gaming infrastructure. So uh, two interesting things that we are, we are involved with and talking to are uh, a game like Ravendon, which is very similar to Ragnarok Online, which you could play like 10 years ago, or Sibia. Awesome. So I, I want to get your perspective on a, a couple of broader questions uh, relative to trends in the industry, maybe things you're seeing in, in GDC this year. Uh, what What is the trend or trends that you're most excited about going on in gaming right now? Uh, I mean, one thing that caught my eye when it came to GDC is, is the free-to-play track that is an individual track nowadays, uh, which I think is, is very interesting because free-to-play and, and the premium model is taking a lot by storm, and it's, I think, the most successful model right now for, for companies to earn money in Yeah, absolutely. My, my personal thesis is very much that um, that unification of a free-to-play point of entry where you don't have to have any existing, uh, you don't have to set up a wallet, you don't have to have any existing crypto knowledge, but the opportunity to grow into owning the assets to play in our economies. Like that's, um, you know, our team is working on the upcoming launch for, for Axie Origin, the new version of Axie, and that's part of why we're so excited about that. Like finally people, like even for me, like I just watched Axie from afar because the barrier of entry was so high to get in. So I'm really excited at, uh, you know, models like that. Uh, like just like the average person with no crypto background, like kind of grow into you know these these player-owned economies, which I think are quite exactly, exactly. quite exciting. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's got to be a good game, or it's it's ultimately it's it's just some form of Ponzi at the end of the day. Cool. Well, let's keep going. So, uh, how about on the other end? What's what's something that you see the game industry is not talking about? It's not on the radar, but but should be talking about in the current state. easier to give back to people and actually give them ownership of the things that they're actually 
purchasing and being able to pay those things as well. I think that's a, a thing that isn't talked about enough nowadays. Uh, other than that, I'm not too sure. Gotcha. Okay, well, let, let's go. We've got one more fun question. Uh, just what's one project? It can be a game, a team. Uh, I ask you to do something that, you're, that you aren't personally involved in, but just one project or a game that you're really excited about that you want to give a shout out to. We're, we're trying to highlight up and coming projects and developers here. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, one game that I'm very excited about because I mean, they gave me a good like, learning experience and, and actually a good, like, well, an epiphany when it came to, to gaming and Web3, and that is the Shrapnel, which is a, a game that I'm not personally involved with, but I've talked to. to Gotcha. And is it, uh, Shrapnel, is that a, a game that's out now or is it forthcoming? That one's it, actually it, not on my radar. Okay. Uh, they are currently having development. I think they're estimating a beta or something to come out later this year or early next year. Gotcha. Okay. Well, uh, last question. Um, again, I'd like to unify like your you know, your day job at Twitch with your, your night job, you know, doing a million things Web3. What's your take on the current resistance in mainstream gaming to to all things blockchain? Like, like, what do you think are the core underlying things driving that today? And what do you think will be the landmarks that move us past to some kind of mainstream player adoption? I, I think the, the main issue ties into the stigma against the environmental impact and yeah. how NFTs are very, well, not non-environmental friendly. They, they are destroying the, the environment when it comes to Ethereum. Yeah, I think that's a fair call out. And uh, like a lot of things, the truth is somewhere in the middle. So, uh, you know, I'm a big Kool-Aid drinker, like on the on the Web3 gaming side. But like, we do need to acknowledge that, like, you know, Ethereum is like in its current state is unsustainable, not suitable for gaming, like not good for the environment. But conversely, I think the mainstream gaming audience is very reticent to even accept that there are viable carbon neutral solutions on the market today. Like to some degree, I think they don't want to hear that. It's more like. I hate this thing, and now I'm going to find the reason why yeah, I hate this thing. And the main argument against it is that I mean, 70 to 80 percent of all the NFTs out there, as we said, are on Ethereum. Right. So we're not helping the cause. No, in essence. exactly. Yep. So, so mm. the 20 percent cannot uh, compensate for the for the 80 percent for sure. But um, there are there is work going on there. I mean, we have Ethereum to one another coming out soon in the near future, hopefully uh, by the end of this year. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and see what happens. Otherwise. Encourage and, and educate people and actually have all, all the gaming scene move to other spaces where it's more beneficial, I guess. 
Awesome, Felix, thank you so much for making the time to sit down with us today. Uh, if people want to get a hold of you and if there's any of your projects that you want to shout out here at the end, what's, uh, what should people check out? Other than the 20 different projects you're involved yeah, in, yeah. not too much. <laughs> a, a, a lot of them are hidden. I can't, I can't too much on the, the those ones yet, but soon, soon. Awesome. Well, well, Felix, thank you so much for making the time to join us today. Uh, again, this is the Uptick GDC podcast profile series, and we'll be with you here all week bringing these profiles on cool people in the space and up-and-coming developers. 